You're listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast, recorded at the BVA headquarters with your hosts, Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist. Each episode is focused on shedding new light on different perspectives to create dialogue that inspires excellence. Oh, do the podcast. Really? Okay, ready? Okay. Hey, everybody, this is Tommy Alquist. This is... <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist with Inspire Excellence. Today we have a very, very special guest. We have Tom Sr. here. And now last week you heard us talk to Reverend Bill, or who I refer to as RB, and that was in heaven. But we're going the opposite direction now. <laughs> so we're going to, listen, we're going to redneck this up, him and I. You're in trouble because I heard a lot of stuff now. So we got Tom Sr. and we're talking about legacy and the transfer of, of positive legacy and the things that we learn to do and not to do uh, from our fathers. So that's why we got Tom Sr. Tom, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. You're welcome. All right, so I'm just going to lay the ground rules right now. Okay. I do every once in a while cuss. Tommy does get mad at me about it. Every once in a while he gives me a look, but I only say the S word. I don't say the other word. S word's going to be okay on this podcast today, right? Yeah, Pops. S word's PG-13. <laughs> Secondly, I want to let you guys you know. Can the S word for me? Yeah, qu- shit. Like, okay. I just say the shit. Okay. And so, like, I sometimes say bullshit or shit. Or, okay. And then I, I understand that you have a lot of colloquialisms as well. Because, like, I'll say when I'm in trouble, I'll say, like, I'm looking up the ass of a dead dog with fleas. Like, this is, I, like, we're done you know i don't understand how to get this done uh or somebody says like what do you think can get that deal done i go no it's like doing cpr on a corpse but i understand you have a bunch of sayings yourself and we call them tomisms so uh tommy why don't you uh well first of all hey it's nice to have you on dad uh we we should have done this a long time ago but uh i I had to finally convince you today that we we were in desperate need of of this today and that is true uh thanks for thanks for joining us um, and we appreciate it. There's a lot to learn from you today. So I will get into the Tomisms. They're they're very lighthearted. Okay. <laughs> He's really nervous. I'm not we added not... those. We <laughs> added those. We so. went through a list. I said, Senior, <laughs> He's nervous. Like, look at him. I'm nervous. It's my dad. Did you respect the heck out of this guy? He has been this talking about having you on the show. He's like, I gotta get my dad on the show. I'm I gotta happy get my dad. to be here. I do want to start, Dad, let me talk to you a little bit about you. Um, I think anyone that knows you, so we've been working together with our company up here in Idaho for 15 years, maybe longer, probably. Mm -hmm. And we've done a lot of great stuff together. We've got a lot of people that work for us, look up to you. But if they look, uh, we call him the the general, or he's just known as senior around the office, (laughs) and no one messes with him. But I think you've laid a legacy of work and getting stuff Mm -hmm. done that is unparalleled. And it truly is a legacy. So I'm going to start with a story, then ask you some questions. But when I was growing up, uh, one of the funniest things when I ran for governor, if you remember this, uh, my dad donated some money, and and uh, one of the campaigns said, well, it's Tommy's daddy, Tommy's rich daddy. Remember that, Dad? And that could be no farther from the, <laughs> the truth. I, I didn't have enough money to even donate to my son's campaign. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Tommy's rich daddy. We laughed so hard. Yeah. Uh, because I'll tell you, when I was growing up, I didn't see him very much. Yeah. He worked three jobs, worked at Kennecott Copper as an electrician, pumped gas at a gas station, and framed houses. I did. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to work, uh, leave at about 5.30 in the morning, and I was uh, up on the east side of uh, Salt Lake City, and I'd start framing at 7 o'clock in the morning, and then I'd leave at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and drive back across the valley to Kennecott and check in at 3 o'clock and work from 3 until 11 as an electrician at Kennecott, and then on weekends, I would uh, work in a service station and pump gas. 
And you know, think about that. That's what I was just going to say. People hear that two dimensionally, and they don't understand that the legacy that because I watch you now, and it's actually I'm very excited because I can see the habits, both positively and negatively. That we don't have any been. negative habits. No, no negative. Just things <laughs> that need improvement. <laughs> yeah. Well, very, at least you need to cuss more. People. Like that's your your negatives. You don't cuss as much. I wonder. Has he ever said a cuss word? No, oh, yeah. I've never heard. Oh, of yeah. Never at all. Yeah. Never heard of hey, but you do have the legacy that. But I will work. tell you. So the funny thing is, people say to me, "Hey, you work hard," and in context, it's with him. It's not. I, I always tell you that. It's like I don't work hard. I'll tell you what's working hard is what got me here. Yes. Right. Uh, the the inspiration of hey you can do anything you want to do in your life you can be anything yeah. you want and I'm behind you I've got your back and I'm working my tail off so you can have more than I had where did that come from though Tom like why why is it a generational thing we're missing it today it, just it, so you know it probably is uh, I had a grandfather that was uh, pretty notorious at Kennecott he'd uh, yeah. he was a uh, actually graduated from college uh, years and years and years years ago. And he was a general superintendent at uh, Kennecott, and he was pretty famous about uh, uh, kind of tough rule, tough love. Uh, yeah. As a, as a general foreman. A general foreman, he was uh, responsible for about probably four to 5,000 people. Oh, geez. And uh, so he was over all the, the Magna Mill and uh, the right. Arthur Mill. And he was uh, pretty famous. He would uh, rule with iron hand during the day. And then he'd go home, and his home was on the east side of Salt Lake. He'd drive all the way across the east uh, the valley. Right. He'd have dinner and watch TV. And then on occasions, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, <clears throat> excuse me, he would drive all the way back across the valley. And then he would go back because the graveyard shift started around mm-hmm. 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. And he would check in, and he would tell the guards at the front, if you notify anybody I'm coming, through, I'll fire you. He would walk through. <laughs> he would walk through <laughs> the entire Magna Mill, and that'd take him a couple hours. And if yeah. he'd catch anybody sleeping, he would actually physically. He's a big man. He was yeah. probably 6'6", 250, 275 pounds. He would physically actually pick him up by the nap of their neck, take him out the front, and say, "You're fired." <laughs> but I, honestly, so, I so love let, let me tell you a story about. It. So everyone that works here knows yeah. one of the one of the things that happens on all these big buildings we do is yeah. a pour day, right? Okay, it's a day that cement gets poured. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So so if for everyone out there that doesn't know what Tom Senior does for us, he's run all of our construction budgets, everything, and then and then actually daddy, oversees right? my rich daddy. <laughs> Uh, he oversees all the construction for all our projects, always has. Mm-hmm. But on poor days, when they pour all of the cement on the project, and he has with him still boots that he goes and puts on and is at the poor day watching to make sure they pour the cement right on all our pours. I'd when everyone it. first hears that, when a general con- they're like, what are you doing? You don't need to, what do you need to do that? So, Well, there is a small explanation behind that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually do what uh, what Tommy said, but uh, over the course of years, uh, the EPA is like taking all the good stuff out of glues for carpets. Okay. So when the concrete people uh, finish the concrete, they have these ride machines now. It used to all be by hand, and now they have these ride machines, and they love riding on these sub ride machines. They go back and forth. And I'm back really and glad forth. you didn't say they love riding on these sons of. You saw that, right? I did. You know what? Stop for me, bro. It makes me feel better. Last week, I was very intimidated because I had these two preacher people in here. Today, well, anyway, they ride on these things, and when concrete turns from gray to blue, it's called burnt. It's really slick. It looks like a mirror. 
the concrete finishing people say, wow, look how nice this is. Well, then during the course of the finish of the construction, here comes the carpet people again. And they say, hey, listen, that concrete's burned. There's no pores in the concrete. Now my glue won't stick to it. So here's a liability. You sign off here. If my carpet comes up, you're going to be responsible. Or you be blast and rough it all up, which costs about $20,000 per floor Ooh. on a 30,000 square foot floor plate. And then I'll be responsible. So it's just a course of things over the right. construction you have to learn and what the things you have to do. So, but it's taking accountability. So you're, you know, senior probably works half days most of his life because there's 24 hours in a day and you put in 12 hours, right? Yeah, probably pretty close. Yeah. yeah so he's yeah. a half dayer. And I do take off Saturday. So we're gonna Sunday. we're yeah. gonna get into some Tomisms, but one of yeah. the ones I have listed here. I went around the office and asked people yeah. what are the Tomisms, <laughs> and one of his favorite things is if someone's leaving the office early, which is subjective. Oh. He'll say, well, if you can't put in a full day, just work as long as you can. <laughs> and if they happen to come in a little late, you could always count on him saying, hey, if you can't get here on time, just get here whenever you can. You got, you got to remind them. Listen, yeah, yeah. if they're dum-dums, they're dum-dums. <laughs> well, we've got, got a lot of great people they working do. for us. So. You guys do. Yeah. yeah, you guys really do. So a couple of serious things here before we get on to some, some more lighthearted. Um, what are some of the most important lessons you've learned in your, I mean... Looking back now at lots of different, I mean, you've been in a lot of different environments and trained and led a lot of people. What are the most important lessons you've learned? Uh, well, probably one of the first things that I've learned is I, uh, I'm very thankful for what I have. I've, uh, mm -hmm. I've worked hard for what I have, but for uh, people giving me second chances and for working with my son for all these years and being able to, to get, yeah. you know, possess what I have. I know people shouldn't, you know, covet things and nice cars or yeah. nice homes but it's it's nice to have nice things and and I've been, have been given a lot of responsibility I, mm -hmm. I started working uh, picking tomatoes and uh, hoeing beets at 14 years old mm -hmm. and working at the service station when I was 14 and I you know I'm uh, heading into 73 years old and, and still working but yeah. I, I've been given a lot of opportunities and chances and when I've been given those I thought you know I got to give it my best and that's kind of what I've tried to instill with some of the people and con contractors and people I work with. I, you know, they call me the general. They call me a lot of things. Probably we can't discuss on right here today. <laughs> you say anything you want, bro. But you know, I've, I've kind of when we start a project, uh, I, I say, you know what? Listen, I'm paying you five dollars for work. I, I don't want six. Yep. And I don't want four. <laughs> just give me five dollars. Give me what I'm paying you. I'm just paying you for this. I'm not going to ever ask you for more than what I'm, I'm paying you for. And it seems like it works out. We've got a lot of great people and a lot of great contractors, and I've learned a lot from a lot of people. And uh, over the years of being a uh, kind of an agent or being uh, responsible for the ownership of the, you know, the company, my part was yeah. to, to make sure that what's on the plans and specifications are actually what I'm getting out in the field. And so I've had to know a little bit about dirt work. I've had to mm -hmm. know a little bit about concrete work. And yeah. <clears throat> and all the different uh, divisions in in the no just a little bit to be dangerous but not a whole lot to be taken too serious but uh yeah we've developed uh, there's a great group out of salt lake city that i've worked with for over 30 years a mechanical mep group and we've developed some pretty uh, remarkable uh, hvac systems yeah that are uh, very sustainable and and as you know uh a lot of people can build buildings, and when it, the bottom line comes, you try to build the best building you can for the cheapest price that you can, Yep. the most affordable, because it bo eventually just boils down to 
rents and what people can pay on lease rates and and so it is a little bit of responsibility but uh, man what a what a great, great opportunity every morning yeah. to get up and have a new challenge a new project <laughs> and be able to work with my my son you know so i'm gonna actually flip the switch tommy doesn't tommy thinks he's still going to control this but he doesn't realize that i've got a mic too what's the greatest thing you've learned from your father oh boy <clears throat> there's so many but i you know people always say leadership um and leading by example, this guy personifies that, right? Mm -hmm. So in our company or anything you do when you're around him, you know, I think when I think of him, it's it's lead at all times and when necessary, use words, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's a, I'm stealing that. <laughs> but, but that's same, I love that. that same thing with him. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, if you look at the way mm -hmm. he conducts our business, the way he he leads general contractors, big buildings. Yeah budgets, schedules being done on time, mm -hmm. he doesn't ask out of anyone on the team any more than he puts in himself, mm -hmm. ever. And so, so that's probably the biggest thing. Um, the next thing is just, uh, you know, as you go through things in, your, things in your life, I know I've got someone that's got my back. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing with legacy. Oh. And we're missing that in this country. I, the neutering of the American male is happening. I was just talking today to, God forbid I say millennials, and you know it's boots before suits and tom you mentioned that you still put on you still put on your concrete boots and you still go out there what do you feel or what do you think about especially when i see you grinding and give credit to the last name you respect the last name when you see these kids out there that aren't respecting or honoring the privilege that they have like what do you want to i get pissed <laughs> about it me personally but I mean, well, it is, it is a changing world, and uh, you know, right now, uh, uh, when I came to with Tommy up to Boise, uh, one of the things that I first found out is that just the amount of workforce available out here. We were doing yeah. a lot of exciting things, and you know, uh, Tommy and and the team pulled off a miracle with the Eighth mm -hmm. Main Building, the infamous hole downtown. Good, it was legit. And we we there wasn't a steel company here that could really do this, and mm -hmm. there wasn't a glass company couldn't do mm -hmm. this. And now over a, a period of time, when the uh, the recession hit, mm -hmm. a lot of the contractors left the valley and hadn't come. A lot of contractors yeah. laid off people and dead weight, and so there's not a lot of. Uh, qualified people, I you know, people ask me, you know, what should my son or daughter do, and and I said, man, if if they could like to be an electrician or a plumber or yeah. HVAC, there's just not a lot of qualified people that make good living. Uh, it's great to to have an education. I've never said not to have a great education, but you know, if you were an electrician right now, you could go anywhere in the country. Well, that's a great point. Let's pause on that though. But education, sometimes they leave out the trades, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, you look. They, leave out the you, they you think look. education is schooling. Schooling oh. is not education. Education, yes. education. And formal education has completely changed. Whether yeah. you're a, a, a programmer, a, a software programmer, or an electrician or an HVAC technician. Yeah. Incredibly technical jobs pay very, very well. Very well. You can sure. live, live and, and raise a family, and 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 we need more of that. What you just said, which is encouraging folks to go into that. Well, and because it, we've wussified a bunch of people here. <laughs> And like, I, I really do say, and I feel a lot more comfortable now that you're here, senior, because I can say this stuff. Hey, like, <coughs> I, I might be a little more nervous being with senior, but you're a lot more comfortable. I'm more comfortable with senior. As, as, as soon as Reverend Bill laughed, Reverend Bill laughed like I was praying and sweating. Oh, I was like, oh my god! But you're, but I say this honestly. We've wussified this this society into thinking it's all about these tech and computers. I would pay 
to pay to be apprenticed by this man yeah. to teach me honesty, integrity, hard work, grit. I would pay more than I would pay to go to Harvard. Why? Because that is what gets us through life. You have that greatest gift of the transfer of yeah. legacy. That, that's the other thing about, you know, and Dad, I, t- I probably don't tell you thanks enough for this, but people will talk about how do you teach grit in, in today's world with millennials and the changing, just with social media and everything mm-hmm. else. There's a lot of things that have changed the world. But how do you teach grit? And I never had to be taught it with words. Yeah. I saw it. Teach it through actions. Grit was, and I'll tell a couple more stories. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I went with him working on the church farm. You know, mm-hmm. it was night. He just got home. He didn't put in all the service. Doing sprinkling systems, doing stuff for widows. There were a bunch of widows that lived around us that for yeah. years, that was just an expectation. Hey, we, we go over it when we hold their, we hold their gardens. Mm-hmm. We fix their you know, irrigation ditches and canals. You know, part of it is what, what, you, what you do at work, but the other part is how to give back. Yeah. And no one gave back like my dad, ever. I mean, it was just it was what we did. He's, uh, he's being really kind. <laughs> he's taking it to the next level. I, you know, I, we sit here and talk about me, but I, I've learned a lot from my son. That's and, what I was just going to ask you. And there, I what did you learn from him? And I actually think that uh, he has done so much for so many people that people just don't know what he's done for other people. And it's just inspiring that he, yeah. what he's being able to give back. We, uh, his grandpa was just, uh, and grandma down in Salt Lake were just a couple of the most fantastic people you've ever met in their life. And really had nothing themselves personally. Yeah. But there wasn't a, a day or a weekend that they weren't visiting somebody with somebody in need. And whether mm-hmm. it was a, just a pie or just a visit or a little card, I'm thinking about you and I love you. What was their names, Grandpa and Grandma? Pedersen. Pedersen? Yes. I'll tell you this, and I really believe this. Everyone has already met Grandpa and Grandpa Pedersen because we've met him. Absolutely. And we've met him through you. And we've met you through them. That is the active transfer of legacy. That is what it is. And if you grasp onto that, you realize I've met your parents through his actions. Let's talk, because I think, so how, I mean, that's very nice, Dad, but but how does that happen? It happens through the lives we live, right? Yeah. So I, we actually, we actually happen to have my daughter here in the room with us today still. What's her, what's her, uh, and nickname my granddaughter. B Diddy. B Diddy. And she's my great. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Cash, you'll be here soon. But but as I think about my kids, mm-hmm. I worry a lot about how do you teach them? How, I mean, how do I teach them what my dad instilled in me, right? Yeah. But I think it's through living. It's through it's through example. It's through. I mean, you can talk about it all you want, but man, what are they seeing? Are they, are they seeing? Are they seeing you give back? Are they part of that? Are they participating? And I don't know that that's always true too. So I come from a family that prays to God, says Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. But we hunt and we fish and we say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, please and thank you. And when someone with, with longer in the tooth and wiser than us, you use your two ears, one mouth accordingly. You listen more than you talk. But I'll, I'll share this. My uncle, who, I mean, he just, for us, he's very rich in heart. His son is still hunting, fishing, and stuff. But their children, not into it at all. Not into it at all. I think there's a lot of social manipulation, and that legacy is getting lost. I don't know that it's always about passing it on. I, I, I really do believe it might be a dying thing. I hope not. Do you know, though, it's, it, it, you kind of see it happening in a lot of fronts in a society, and I don't think it's all bad. I think there are still a number of people that 
are hard workers in that, mm-hmm. and I think there are people that like to go to school and be engineers and like to be, you know, tech people, and mm-hmm. that, that's good. I think if you're good and you're honest and you're hardworking no matter what you're doing, mm-hmm. whether you're a painter or whether you're what, what you're doing, if you're honest in your dealings and you're working hard, I that's, it's all good. Life's changing a little bit. Yeah. And what's important in life, I think, is, you know, family, and, and uh, I think uh, you can still be a good uh, programmer, computer programmer, and being a, a good person and a hard worker. I don't think it's teaching a specific skill as much as it's teaching a mindset. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, to your point. that mindset, whatever your, whatever your career or path may be, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's the principles. I walk in, you know, even when I first started coming in, it's everything was senior. <laughs> everything was senior. You can have fun with Tommy, you know, and it, but senior... And what I, here's what I'll say about a positive brand. You know you have a positive brand when people are talking about you with respect, even when you're not in the room. <laughs> you have a positive brand. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's been some condescending. Hey, Only when we went to Vegas in a private jet and had the limo lady. Okay, so so in the last minute, and we had to go pretty fast here, but in the last few minutes, I think there's a lot to be learned yeah. from the senior-isms. Okay, give okay. them to me. So you can't be around my dad and not hear his sayings that are only unique to him. My granddaughter's over there shaking her head. But if, but if you dig a little <laughs> Put deeper, your earmuffs on. but if you dig a little deeper, I think it, it is the lesson. Yeah. Right? You say, what does he stand for? These are some of them. So I'm going to say the seniorism, and then you tell us what, what, what's behind it. You ready? You're so far behind, you think you're in first place. You're being lapped. <laughs> <laughs> Probably heard that before, but in some of my meetings, if people are, you know, discuss things and... We discussed it two weeks ago, and, yeah. and man, you got to catch up. You're, <laughs> you're so far behind. behind. You think you're, you're in first, first place, place. And, yeah. and, and, and their own perception, they think they're right. Oh on, yeah, but they're actually behind. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that one. Okay, here's the next one. You can shit the Indians, but you can't shit the chief. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, probably just a quick story. Uh, we were. Uh, and I was in the same capacity down in Salt Lake City. I worked for a company down there <coughs> called uh, the Boyer Company for 21 mm-hmm. years in the same capacity. And uh, we were right up against a hard date, and we were, had some fairly significant uh, damages if we didn't move people in on time. And we didn't have the granite for the flooring in the lobby. And the contractor came in, and he said, Hey, listen, I'm not going to make this because uh, the flooring... Uh, is not going to be here on time. The uh, truck overturned in Wyoming. And I said, wow, that, that is too bad. Is the truck driver okay? Is everybody okay? Yeah, it's okay. But by the time they picked up this stuff and didn't hear, we're going to be delayed. We're going to be a week delayed on this thing. And I said, well, that's, that's good. I'm glad to see that no one's hurt. I just have one question for you. The granite's actually coming from Cold Springs, Texas. <laughs> And it's coming a different direction, and I'm, I'll check the map, but I don't think they make a loop up through Wyoming to get to Utah. I could be wrong, but that's where the infamous You can shit the Indians. You can't shit the, the chief. chief. There you go. That's good. Okay, this is one of my all-time favorites. I've been in several meetings when this has come up, but you need to stop looking for bird shit in the cuckoo clock. <laughs> Dude, can I come to some of the meetings? Oh, yeah. These meetings Please. are great. These meetings are epic. You got to let hey, me come first of to all, Zoom. I want to apologize to my sweet granddaughter. I think, that's, <laughs> I think that might be the last one with a swear word in it. Okay. 
I just am surprised I heard you say shit. No, I, I'm just quoting. <laughs> okay, just quoting. Quotes, really quotes. Shit. <laughs> well, sometimes people can't, you know, see the forest because the trees. Yeah, that's true. The infamous yeah. saying, but ever, but you just sometimes you get uh, in these meetings and like our OAC meetings, and you know they last about two hours, and we cover everything from compaction to go all the way through. And sometimes you get focused on things that really don't mean <laughs> a hill of beans, and you got to get to the most important <laughs> things so we can make schedules. So don't that. get caught up in looking for bird shit in a cuckoo clock. Yeah, no need to do that. <laughs> they make all yeah. the sense in the world once you've heard it. Sense. Okay, here's the next one. Yeah. If I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, <laughs> stop rearranging the lawn chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> I've heard that before. I, I didn't yeah. make that up, but I've heard it before. But uh, it, it kind of goes along the same with the the cuckoo clock. Yeah, they kind of get fixated on things that you it know. Don't if we don't if we don't get this done, we're going down. You don't worry about the rest. We're yeah. going down. We're not going to make schedule. We're not going to make what, what we come here to do. Stop looking for lawn chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, this is one I've heard uh, hundreds of times. One day in the summer is equal to three days in the winter. So when you're on schedule and I see yeah. that, I go out to, sometimes after work, I, I'll go to the site and it's, you know, it's summer and it doesn't get dark until nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. We're a little bit behind schedule and I'll go out there at three o'clock. It looks like a ghost town. <laughs> so the next time I have the OAC meeting, I'm, I always say that. I said, hey, listen, it's 80 degrees. It's 65 at night. And it gets dark at 10, three o'clock. It's a ghost town. I'm telling you what, I'm going to come back over here in December. <laughs> When it gets dark at 4.30, and it's 25 degrees, and I'm going to remind you about that day in July. <laughs> Dude, I just want to go to work for him. Uh, don't you? Yeah, I do. Okay, I'm going to a couple, a couple more here. This is one of my favorite ones. Uh, hey, can you remind your interior desecrator, also known as the interior decorator, <laughs> to not bring finishes in that needed to be carried in on yak's backs from Afghanistan? <laughs> So one of the things it's, it's trying to do is... Uh, this is very politically correct, by the way. Just yeah. want to make you know. Yeah, 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 I, I don't, I'm yeah, fine with it. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I think it's, uh, it's all about budgets, and so we've got to really be careful and yeah. make budgets. And <laughs> Yaks backs from Afghanistan, yeah, too expensive. Yeah, you get these Belgian wool wall coverings that we can't <laughs> afford. We've got to back up and get to the... Something like this. Yes. I think it looks fine. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm looking at these here, but they go on and on and on and on. Um, you know, I'm going to pull... I'm Pull the top three. Pull, what do you think? I'm just going to pull one more out right. because I think this is kind of what we can end on is is this is not unique to you, but it's all about the details, right? The devil's yeah. in the details. The devil's in the details. And I will tell you, we've done a lot of great things up here as a company, but none of them, <clears throat> if you think about being on budget and on schedule, the amount of pressure that we put on Tom Sr., and the more we do, the more pressure there is. Right now, we have over mm -hmm. a million square feet under construction. Good God, freeze. And of all the things that s circle around in my sphere mm -hmm. of worries, I never worry once. We're going to yeah. be on time. We're going to be on schedule because of this guy. So, Dad, uh, I just love you. I appreciate you being here on this. and, and uh, I love you, too. All you, all you do. And I just appreciate, like I say, every day I, people say, when are you going to quit work? I mean, you're going on 73 years old. Yeah. And I can honestly say that for the, next, the day that I wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and think, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not even going to give my two weeks notice. <laughs> I'm going to pack done. up Happy and Tanya, and I'm going to head to the cabin. Yeah. And they'll never see me again. <laughs> but can I tell you, every morning when I get up with all these new projects and all these new challenges, and every project's a little bit different, 
it's so exciting to me to be able to work with my son and all these good yeah. people here and to get these challenges before you because every project's just a little bit different. Some you have to build underwater. And yep. Some, you know, are taller than others, and some of them are just this or that. And it's just so exciting to, to be able to work on with a team and figure out all the problems. And then when you're all done, I, you know, to be able to drive by and say, you know, I had a pe just a small part Piece of, of the, a building that's going to be here long after I'm gone. Well, I've had a unique privilege to watch father and son and son and father. And what I can honestly tell you is that he represents the legacy well. Uh, but you paved the path, and I think that's a fantastic thing for our listeners that are really trying to figure that out. Like, hey, what are we talking about? It's, it's about the active transfer of knowledge and legacy that comes from father to son or mentor to mentee. Mm -hmm. And then you've really uh, taken that torch and you've started mentoring others. Uh, maybe not cussing as much, but you'll get, a, you'll get there. Well, let me, let me just say one more thing, though, on that is that his mother's side of the family is where he got all his brains. Yeah, <laughs> but the looks from you, baby. May, maybe, <laughs> maybe the battery acid in his veins came from me. Yeah, yeah. but I, I can't take trade. He, he, it's yeah. just hey. been astonishing to watch him as a doctor to be able to just make the transformation into pretty darn cool in uh, business and some of the things he's been able to pull off. And that's probably some of the things I, yeah. I just afraid I'm going to miss out on something exciting. <laughs> and maybe that's why I don't want to quit. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm going to close out with when you said something, I just, uh, when you said you drive by these projects, um, what I like about what we do is when you do drive by for me, you, you might see buildings. I see stories. Oh, I mean, I, go, I drive by Portico and no one realizes we started that sucker in the middle of a recession. And we had one office with one table. The office was mm -hmm. this big, and it was me and him. That was it, doing that big project. I go, I go by 8th and Main, and I think of our little office. And all we went through, Dad, to get that thing up and running, and it was hard. Sleepless nights and, and just challenges at every turn. And, I, and that's what I remember. I, you know, you look at the Clearwater Building. You look at all we're doing yeah. out here. And every one of those buildings will always, for me, represent us and what we did together. Yeah, love you, man. That's awesome. Love you, guys. you too. I'm gonna thank you. <laughs> tell you guys, Tom Senior, thank you so much. Tommy Alquist, thank you for me letting me be a part of this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Inspire Excellence with Tommy Alquist, Tom Senior, and myself, Troy McLean. I want to wrap with it's about the legacy and the transfer of information. But as you can see right here, uh, success is not two dimensional. It's lived, and these two have lived it, and they pass the legacy forward. So, Inspire Excellence. Thank you. You've been listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast. We invite you to find something that inspires you this week. Join us again for our next episode. You got a future in this business. Pays. Pretty good. Good. <laughs> I can hang with you Thank all day you. long. See, I think that way. I was ready to go. But we got the lady in the room. I got to be careful, too. Awesome job. That was awesome. That was awesome. We'll see. Nah, it's fine. Dude, yeah, we'll see. Dude, I swear, please, for my Christmas present, let me be in one meeting with you. Oh, you got to be in one. Man, I just want to be I just want Christmas. One of these days, I'll tell you. I'll be in one meeting because I love you. Let's get a pic over here. Oh, let's get a pic.